and welcome to another episode of Okie Dokie, hosted by me, Elena Stoddard. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast episode, and I hope that you're having a good day. As you listen to this podcast episode, I have recently returned to college and I've started my second semester of classes. Honestly, coming back to campus after being gone for so long feels kind of weird, and that's mainly just because the weather and the climate of the school has changed so much. So when I left campus to go home for winter break, I left, I want to say, like the second week of December. It was like a fork in 50 degrees outside. Like, I don't know why it was so warm. Like, I was able to go on a run that day in a tank top and shorts. That's why I remember what I wore, because I was so shocked by how warm it was. Anyways, and now as I return, it's cold, snowy, I actually need snow boots. Like, I leave my dorm building with a hat, gloves, and everything. So yeah. Anyways, so for the main content of today's video, I'm going to be talking about three habits slash mindset changes I've made over the past year to year and a half that I think have really benefited my life. It's made me more happy, more confident, and yeah, so let's just get into it. The first thing that I did, or I have been doing for like the past, I'd say, year or two, is I've been doing my best to really regulate the tiny voice in my head. And Maybe, maybe it's just me and, you know, everyone thinks differently and, you know, actually I'd be interested to know how many other people have this little voice in their head, but it's the voice in your head that when you make a mistake, like let's say you're in class and you misspell a word and maybe that little voice in your head goes, oh, why'd you do that? You're so stupid. Like you should know how to spell the word. Or like you're at a store in the mall and you're trying on a new dress and the the voice in your head goes, you're gonna wear that? Like, that's just, that's gonna look bad on you. Like, you look ugly. Like, no, just get a different dress. It's that little voice. And when I say regulate it, I mean, instead of saying, when you mess up spelling the word, oh, you're so stupid, instead saying something like, oh, you just made a silly mistake. That's okay, you can change it. Or maybe in the mall instead, you say something like, Um, you know, you're not a big fan of this dress. It's just not your style. And you're not even in love with the color, but maybe it'll look better on your friend. Eh, no big deal. Get a different dress. And just having regulation of that tiny voice and just making the voice nicer to me has made me feel better about myself. I just don't, you know, just not being so hard on myself has really made a difference. The second thing that I've been doing, and I would say that this is the most influential thing that has helped me most recently because I recently went to college and going to college that can be exciting scary nerve-wracking literally all of the above any emotion you could feel you probably feel it when you're going away to college and it doesn't even need to be just going to college this can be when you're starting anything new this is realizing that you aren't special and people probably feel the same way you do And what I mean by this is going to college, my biggest concerns was, 
okay, like how am I going to get situated, get into my own lifestyle routine, and then how am I going to make friends? Making friends, that's a scary thing. Like everyone wants to have friends. And this isn't even going into college. Like if you're starting a new job or maybe going to high school, just making new friends can be a scary task. And going to college, I had to keep reminding myself, listen, Elena, we are all in the same boat. Everyone here has never gone to college before, like as a freshman, and no one has gone to this university that you're going to before, so we're all just figuring it out. And no one here has friends, unless maybe you came with like your high school friends. But for the most part, no one else here has friends. And that was something that really helped me calm my nerves and have the confidence to just go up and meet people. So I'm going to tell a little story. So one of my friends, I'm actually pretty close with him now, like we became pretty close over the semester. And so my friend, I forget the details of how I en- how we ended up with each other's numbers. But I remember one day I was just, I was just existing and I get a text from him and he was like, oh, like, by the way, like my intramural volleyball team, like we might have space for you. Like, do you want to come play with us one night? Also, just for context, the premise of us exchanging contacts was because I was thinking of, like, possibly joining their intramural volleyball team, and just, like, just so you know, and you're not, like, confused on why we're talking about volleyball in the very first time, and I was like, oh my goodness, that would be lovely, thank you so much for inviting me, and then at the same time, I was just like, oh hey, by the way, have you eaten recently? Do you want to go get lunch? And to my surprise, he was like, yeah, sure, let's go get lunch, meet meet you in the calf or whatever. And from there, we became friends and started talking more. And yeah, in retrospect, I asked him about like the first time we hung out. And he did say, yeah, <laughs> I thought that was a little weird, the way you just asked me to get lunch out of nowhere. But like, I'm glad I went and I had a fun time. Maybe it was a little weird at first, but I think... It just goes back to, like, remembering that, like, you're not special. And in most cases, unless you got some crazy stalker following you or something, no one's really taking the time to analyze and depict your every move and your every action. Like, sometimes we feel like people are. No one's really judging you that hard. If anything, they're probably judging themselves a hundred times worse than you are yourself. And that's, you know, it can sound mean, me saying that you're not special. And I'm not trying to say that you don't have value or like you're not a wonderful, amazing person. I'm just saying that people are probably too focused on themselves, themselves and their own issues to really be given a fork about what you're doing. And something else I will do, and hopefully you can do it too, if you have moments where you're like, oh, like, what if this is weird, I don't feel super confident reaching out, is just give yourself a reality check and put yourself in their shoes. So, like, if someone came to me and was like, hey, Elena, do you want to go get lunch after class? I wouldn't find it super weird. Honestly, I'd be, I, whenever this happens to me, I'm always very happy. I'm like, oh, like, yay, of course, someone wants to go get lunch with me, let's go. And another friendship story. This is how I made another one of my friends in college. She and I had two classes together. We had a theology class together in the morning. And then later that day, we both had like this terribly long, boring three-hour business class. And in the business class, we weren't in the same class, but we had the class at the same time, if that makes sense. So after that three-hour long business class, you know, you work up an appetite sitting in, sitting anywhere for three hours. And I don't know how this habit developed, but I'm sure one of us after that class was like, 
oh wait, like coming out of the classrooms because they're close to each other, we were like, oh wait, I know you, like, aren't you in my theology class? Like, do you want to go get lunch with me? And from there, every Wednesday, we would go get lunch together, and it was spectacular. So that's where I go with this mini rant that you are not special, and everyone's in the same boat that you are. And the third thing that I've been thinking about in the third, like, habit change or mindset, whatever I said in the beginning that I've been doing this year, is also closely related to going to college. So when you go to college, you now have 24 hours to put together by yourself. You have to put together, like, when you're gonna eat, go to bed, make social time, do your homework, go to class, grocery shop, like, whatever other responsibilities you have to do, you all have to plan it yourself. Like, your mom's not telling you what to do, And, like, even when I was in high school, my parents didn't really regulate my schedule too much. But, like, for some people, like, their parents do regulate their schedule very, like, a lot. And so it can be hard to create your own schedule and figure out your own life routine. So this third thing is really making time for things that refuel and recharge me. And sometimes these things that refuel and recharge you can be seen as potentially time-wasting or they are pushed to the side when things get busy. To further explain this, I want to use working out and final season as an example. So I would say that everyone believes working out is good for you. It has so many benefits, so many health benefits, and it gives you a nice break for most people. And during final season, you are insanely busy, like stress levels to the max. You got so much going on. And so a lot of people choose, all right, I got to sacrifice my workout so I can study for this dumb Spanish final or whatever you have going on. And although I think sometimes you can justify this decision, like let's say this test is so important and you know that you need that extra one to two hours of study time, then yes, I would sacrifice the workout. But in most cases, working out, what if working out is what resets your brain and gives you the break to concentrate, focus, and study 10 times better and more effectively. So instead of doing that worksheet in, let's say, an hour if you didn't do your workout, let's say you do do the workout, and that worksheet only takes you like 20 minutes of hard concentration, 20 to 30 minutes. Now, I don't know if that's actually how like people's brains work in Spanish worksheets, but you get my point that making time for something will make everything else more effective and more productive. The same could be said for sleep. In college, and I guess just life in general, people are notorious for not getting enough sleep at night. And when you don't get enough sleep, you don't function very well. You are probably crabby, you're tired, you get headaches, you're zoning out a lot. And that's just going to make that precious final season studying time go to even more waste because you're not going to be able to focus as hard as you would if you just went to bed an hour earlier and got the extra hour of sleep. And so that's just how I view it. And that's why I think moving forward this next semester, I'm going to do my absolute darn tootin' best to make time for those recharging things, whether it's just calling my mom taking a five-minute walk, getting enough sleep at night, working out, whatever it is, making sure I eat three meals. You get my point from all of this. Okie dokie, so those are the three habit mindset changes, whatever you want to call it, that I made last year that I think really had a good effect on my life. And as always, I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Perhaps it left you with some food for thought. 
And also just thank you. Thank you for listening. It really means a lot to me if you're here listening, and I appreciate it. So I will talk to you soon, and have a wonderful rest of your day. <laughs>